a very old man like me, um, I remember growing up in the 70s in, 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 in Lagos and um, what you and I are talking about, I'm talking about the same thing. I think it's a shame. It's, it should be an, a national embarrassment um, because things like these uh, and power supply and other key infrastructure um, um, should should. There shouldn't be a, 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 a GOS or Temi Odorinde um, <laughs> urging, <laughs> urging the policymakers to, to revisit it and ensure our people um, are given what, what, what they need. But yeah, we just do our, our bit. Do you know that non-governmental organizations are working ceaselessly to make the world a better place? We see a future where young people are connected and act together as agents of change. Making the dream of um, children living in undeserved communities. And I am well known for championing children's right to education. Poverty elevation, humanitarian aid. Where every child, regardless of your geographical location. Healthcare. Socioeconomic status or religious background will have access to quality education. We are concerned about people's health and livelihood. Leadership development and community development. Yes. NGOs are working for the sustainability of all, especially the less privileged. Yes, yes. their voice deserves to be heard. NGO podcast is the voice of NGOs. I am Jimon Uluato Bishagun. Stay tuned. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the NGO Podcast Show. I'm super excited to be back again after a very long break. Yes, a long break indeed. Welcome to a new year. Welcome to a decade of action. Welcome to a decade of greatness for you and for me and for all our listeners from different parts of the world. It's a decade of action, the decade you need to take action, start new things, explore new opportunities, and do good to people around you. Oh, yes. I'm super excited to be back, as you can feel that from my voice. Yes, so sorry for the long silence we've been uh, trying to put everything on track and your podcast on track and everything. And trust me, I have an amazing update for you. Oh yeah, I have an amazing, amazing update for you about NGO podcast, and I'm pretty sure that you would definitely love to hear that. Yes, of course, you definitely love to hear that. And for so, so let's get started on this episode. For the first listener listening to this podcast for the very first time. Uh, I'm super glad to, to to have you on board and I would like to welcome to welcome you to the NGO podcast show. Feel free to check our previous episodes. Uh, you get to listen to what the chain, young people on Chainmakers have been doing from different parts of the world. We've been able to interview people from Ghana, Uganda, Nigeria, United States and um, a whole hell of more yes definitely so so for the first listener listening to this podcast for the very first time uh and your podcast show is is a podcast that brings the diverse and vigorous voices of global ngos to people around the world by engaging interviews with founders and leaders in the ngo community problemic challenges opportunities and best practices of course this is one of the program of media for community change initiative an organization that uses the power of media to amplify the voices of people at the grassroots leverage on partnership to provide an amazing a sustainable solution to looming challenges in different communities across africa and i am your host i am jimo oluwato vishemo you can simply call me jos i'm super excited to be back again oh yeah <laughs>
Welcome back, folks. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I'm super glad you see you see here listening to, to, to the podcast. Uh, if you've not listened to the previous episode, kindly go check that out. We have an amazing interview on a library and every other thing. You can listen to us on link uh, on TuneIn, on Google Podcasts, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and every other uh, audio platform. Yes. Um, today I'm so glad to have an amazing guest in the studio with me today, and uh, it's a decade of action for people in, in the global communities, uh, people in the NGO world, people in the CSO world, people in the uh, in, in the sustainable development goals world. Oh yeah, you understand? What I'm saying, you know, uh, uh, in Africa there are many reasons why poverty has become an epidemic in africa yes in african continent as, as a matter of fact poverty can can be can be a result of political instability ethnic conflict climate change and other man-made causes but one of the greatest causes of poverty in africa is also most overlooked yes that is overlooked the lack of access to clean drinking water of course uh uh you know nearly one billion people do not have access to clean water of course yes safe and clean water and that's the equivalent of one in eight people on this planet earth of course po- for these people poverty is a fact of life like the, the, the poverty is is, is everyday is their everyday lifestyle and it's what they were sleeping and waking uh, in nigeria uh, uh, uh in nigeria per se over 60 million people which makes about 31 percent of the population do not have access to clean drinking water and about 112.7 million people which makes about 69 percent of the population do not have access to basic access do not have basic access to sanitation of course uh, that, that, that means a uh, 69 percent or uh, let's say approximately 69 percent or 65 percent uh don't have access to uh water sanitation and hygiene i mean wash facilities yes and with this alarming rate of water poverty in nigeria organizations like water aid nigeria water wide nigeria or spring water charity foundation just to mention a few are doing the possible best to reduce the water poverty rate in nigeria of course mfcc as well do that yes we do that as well in terms of wash we amplify people uh having issues don't have uh, people that don't have access to wash facilities and every other thing like that and um we do our best as well to 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 reduce water poverty in nigeria and despite all what they do or what we do as an organization uh it is crucial to understand that everyone have a role to play in alleviating water poverty in nigeria and trust me, all hands definitely must be on deck. Let me take a glass of water. I'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. I'm so glad you're still here. On this episode, I'm super excited to have a one of the trustees of Hope Spring Water Charity Foundation, namely Timmy Oduridi, as a guest today on the episode on this uh podcast i'm so su- super glad you're excited are you excited <laughs> because this, this is a decade of action and uh water sanitation and hygiene issues i mean wash issues is one of the core uh the people that the global communities are focusing much more on in this decade of action which is uh the sdg 6 which 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 is uh access to clean water and a uh, basic uh and and uh standard certain sanitation so i'm, I'm super glad to have uh, Tammy you're doing on this podcast 
uh, for this year, for the beginning of the year, it's so amazing to have someone in the diaspora. And Timmy Odunride is someone that uh, we've been able to work with for, for the past few years. And um, he's he, he based in the United Kingdom and uh, he, he, he is doing a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot in, in watch watch sector in Nigeria through his organization, uh, Offspring Water Charity Foundation. Uh, for you that you don't know, Offspring Water Charity Foundation focuses on alleviating water poverty in communities that are having difficulties in mass sex and clean water yes uh the organization assists different communities in the form of a well well bore construction uh, or rain water harvest harvesting training and also they, they provide support for people at the grassroots our option water charity foundation is an organization we have been able to work with at media for community change initiative and uh they are really really doing fantastic uh, um timmy timmy is here with me uh, on the show and uh, he will be telling you much more about the organization and how they are impacting lives. I'm super excited that you definitely want to listen to him. Are you sure? Are you sure? They don't go anywhere. I will be right back with Timmy. Let's go. Yeah. Welcome back, folks. Glad to know that you're still there, locked down to the NGO podcast show. Oh, yeah, before we got started, yes, Timmy is here with me and he's ready to get, kick off the show with me. Yes, but before we got started, you know, I told you I have an amazing update for you. Yes, you know, for, for the past of two months, I've been silenced. Uh, <laughs> we've been like, we've been trying to uh, expand our reach via NGO podcast show. And I'm super glad to let you know that the NGO podcast show is now live on Move TV. Yes. Move TV, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Move TV is a, is a, is a multi-content free streaming platform. Yeah, you can either get to listen to our platform via web, mobile, and Texas. Yes, the, the most amazing part is Texas. Yes, you can listen to us now in Texas across Lagos State, Nigeria. You know, we're, we're glad to be among big brands like Web TV, Audacity to Lead, Techno Mobile, uh, Technest, and every other platform like that. So, no stress, no hassle. When you're in Lagos State, Nigeria, you can definitely listen to NGO podcast in Texas, in and in and within Lagos State, Nigeria. Check them out, movetv.com. M O O V E T V.com. Definitely something great is coming away. Thank you so much for, for, for staying tuned with us, uh, the fans of the Angel Podcast Show. So, Timmy, would you mind fill some gap and introduce yourself to the listener? Yes, um, Jimo, thanks very much. My name is Timmy Tokwe Udurinde, um, or Temi for short. I am speaking to you from beautiful Herefordshire in England, and um, I am one of the trustees of. Um, what I like to think is an exciting water charity called Hope Spring Water. Wow, that's quite interesting. I'm super excited. Wow, you're speaking all the way from United Kingdom. Wow, that's great. So we're breaking boundaries, maximizing the power of media. <laughs> that's quite interesting. So so you, you, you talked about uh, you are one of the trustees of uh, uh, the Hope Spring Water Charity Foundation. Um, would you say that you are not a founder of the organization? You can describe me as the founder as well, given that um, I started the charity. And perhaps when we get into management style later on, you will you will discover why I prefer to just call myself a trustee. Uh, um, founder sounds grand, and until I'm before I am <laughs> before before I feel comfortable, uh, I'm confident to say I am the founder. Uh, that will be when Hope Spring 
can stand on its own legs and it doesn't require me um, to, to, to do the day-to-day management that I'm doing. Um, so, yes, I am the founder. I started a charity um, in 2015, um, but um, the heavy lifting, if you like, required to run a charity, a small charity like this, is shared with the other trustees. Um, that's why I'm more confident to say I'm one of the trustees um, 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 rather than the founder, but I am a trustee as well as the founder. Wow, that's quite interesting. I'm pretty sure that when we get into the in-depth of the uh, interview of the conversation, I'm pretty sure that listener would definitely love to learn more about the management stuff and like because apart from just sharing your story, young people listening to these and NGO leaders listening to these would definitely have one lesson or the other to learn to 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 learn from uh, the leaders we bring on board to to be a guest on the podcast so that's quite interesting so would, would you mind telling the listener why you got started why, why do you start uh, the old spring water charity foundation and in case if, if there's an, any any story attached to the reason why you start the, this organization please feel free to share with the listener because i want that to be comprehensive enough so the uh, listener could understand why you started the organization and uh, the reason behind you starting all Spring Water Charity Foundation. I'll share that gladly. And before I I, I start the story, I'd like to reference um, a previous guest on this program. I believe her name is um, Odunwayo Aliu. She mentioned yes, uh, that woman is a remarkable woman. In that, she mentioned something that I very rarely hear people in Nigeria. Uh, talk about critical thinking. So, in a way, it was critical thinking that led me to start Hope Spring Water. Um, by Nigerian standard, I am a very old man because I'm in my fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. You're making impact, so you keep learning. So you're still young. You look young. Thank you very much, Jimo. <laughs> that's what I like to think as well, and I like a lot of people to learn from this as well. Um, instead of getting to a certain age, I just sit and I say, oh, well, I'm old, I'm too old for this, I'm too old for that. I got to a point in my life, um, which was about seven, eight years ago, I've been doing the same thing for about two decades. Um, originally, I'm, I'm, I, I, I train as an IT um, technologist, so I, do, um, I did my IT, different aspects of it, I started in networking. And I got to a point, and I apply, inverted comma, critical thinking that, okay, in the next 20 or so years, what direction um, is my life going? And I decided that as much as I love IT, as much as it makes money for me and my employer, um, I would like to do something more meaningful with my life. Um, and when I thought about it, what is meaningful to me, I came to the conclusion that things that will benefit other people, not just me. And while still in this critical thinking mode, I thought back, I reflected, uh, well, I left Nigeria in, um, in the 80s. And a series of events led to me 
thinking that, okay, hang on, water. We always have problems with, um, with water in Nigeria. And um, I did have lots of research in that um, aspect of um, our challenges in Nigeria. And um, now the stats are really, really um, horrible. Um, in the start, it was anecdotal evidence because I remember listening to Fela Nikolako Kuti. And there's a particular song I love, which goes, there's water everywhere, um, in the sky, in the, in, 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 in the ocean in Lagos. The only place you won't find water in Lagos is where you need it. Uh, in your kitchen, in your bathroom and so forth. That is one of the reasons I I decided on um, um, starting Hope Spring Water. I also remember that when you're in Lagos, um, you see little kids who, in my opinion, should be at school trying to sell you water. And that, coupled with a lot of other factors, stats um, that, that, that I saw on the lack of water, um, not just in Nigeria, it's a worldwide problem, well, developing world anyway, um, led me to um, decide that I'm going to train, learn as much as I can about um, development. Eventually, to cut a long story short, it culminated in, um, in, in me starting Hope Spring Water. That's quite interesting. I'm pretty interested more in your story because uh, like it's everywhere. You get to see young people uh, young people that are supposed to be in school selling water to you at school time during the school time selling water to you in the traffic not only in Lagos it's all across Nigeria and uh, like like you said water is like everywhere in the cloud in the sea and stuff like that but we're crucial that we need water that's very very crucial in the bedroom to cool for drinking we find it difficult to access water there that's that's definitely uh, one of the reasons which uh, I have I, learned from O Spring over the months we've been working together that uh, water is the core and uh, I'm super excited that you're doing your own best to provide water to people that don't have access to water. That's quite interesting. So, uh, Mr. Temi, you talk about that. You, 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 you are from, you, you're speaking directly from the United Kingdom, that's England uh, presently. So, uh, starting, you started the organization from England because most of the activities are in Nigeria, like most of the activities uh, are in Nigeria. So, uh, do you started the organization from England, or how do you manage that? I, I need to get to understand because there are people uh, on the this diaspora, like people living in the Kingdom, they are Nigerians, people living in Ukraine, people living in Belgium. Of course, they are many of them, and many are Nigerians, but they're finding it difficult. Like, oh, they want to do something; they have the passion. To do something for people at all, you understand. So uh, you know, they, 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 most of the time they find it difficult to manage these things together. How do you manage both? And you mind sharing? Does all spring water started from England or Nigeria? And if yes, if any of the two, how do you manage the two together? Well, it, it, it started in in England, and now you're beginning to see why I don't. Um, I, I, I'm not. Well, I should. Why I'm not able to just say yes, I am the founder, blah blah blah, because I have a lot of support, especially in Nigeria, and especially from somebody you would know very much, Tempo Oraiki. He's an awesome person. So 
When I started um, Hostbring in England, um, uh, the first challenge was to get it recognised in uh, by the you know, Charity Commission in England as a charity. And once um, that hurdle was um, uh, was sorted, and um, our area of focus is in West Africa, well, according to our deed in, in in England anyway. But being from you know being from Niger, naturally, um, charity begins at home. Um, so Nigeria is our focus. Although we have been working at, in at least two other um, West African nations, um, but what what is particularly helping very much to progress our work in Nigeria is that awesome guy I just mentioned to you, Temple. Temple um, was in England about two or three years or something like that ago when he was doing his um, master's in sustainability. One thing led to the other. We 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 came we came in touch here in England, and um, I spoke to him about my vision for Hope Spring um, to help us many people as possible in Nigeria. And um, once after Temple finished his masters, and he went back to Nigeria. Um, among other things, he's, he's an awesomely dynamic person. Among other things that he's been doing in Nigeria, he always found time to help with Hope Spring. And then, um, just as you are using technology to speak to me from Abuja, we've been using technology to uh, communicate with lots of like-minded people who wants to help to alleviate water poverty. So that is what's been making things very, very easy. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you've got um, listeners in Ukraine. There's an, another awesome guy. He's actually an U Ukrainian even, not a Nigerian. His name is Evgeny Gakavi. Again, through the, um, the, 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 the wonders of technology, I, um, I found him. He's so passionate about poverty alleviation. Um, again, he's never been to Nigeria, but he's concerned about people worldwide, and he has been one of the, you know, one of the um, from the te technological end, one of the most important um, people in in in, in Hope Spring, who is making um, it possible um, for us to work the way we work with Nigeria, with Cote d'Ivoire, and hopefully very soon. Um, with, with Sierra Leone. So if you use technology and you get the right kind of people and you also need to be brave. Now, now I'm sort of addressing this to um, Nigerians in the diaspora who, who are thinking of um, doing um, good deeds back home in Nigeria. It is not impossible and you also need to overcome the fear um, of um, failure um, because when I spoke to, um, I've got lots of other friends about my age. We all came to England about the same time. We all be saying, oh, I wish I can do this in Nigeria. I wish I can do that. But most of my friends, they never lift a finger to actually do anything. So when I challenge them that, no, why can't you go for it? They say, oh, you know how Nigeria is. Um, if you send this, it will disappear. If you send that, it won't get there. Which is actually a valid, um, a valid argument and reason. I know people think that that's happened too. But equally, there are lots of fantastic younger people, so maybe rich 
beyond your immediate uh, untrusted network, shall we say. And look at, well, sorry to, well, I'm not even sorry. I'm going to say sorry to keep referring to Temple. I'm not sorry. It's an often Before he came on board, I've never met him. But there's something about him. Um, and, and again, if, if you're going to be a typical um, 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 a, a, a typical Niger, or maybe I'm now talking about London Nigers, you find it very difficult to trust people beyond um, immediate tribe, immediate um, family, and so forth. And that person who is pushing Hope Spring forward in Nigeria is completely outside of that circle. And all the people within that circle that initially I would have naturally um, trusted with things like that. Unfortunately, they did not make the mark. So you need to go beyond whatever narrow um, um, field you, you've defined yourself to be to reach out. And you'll be amazed that people from Ukraine who are not Nigerians and here in England, um, I've got about four English people who have never been to Nigeria, have never been anywhere near Africa, but their passion is humanity. They want to help people. So whilst they're not able to come to Nigeria and do it directly, they're using Hope Spring and my um, um, our friendship, if you like, to help people. So if you look around you, wherever you're based, whether Belgium or God knows where, you'll be amazed what you can do back home with whatever little resources. And by resources, I don't mean money alone. You need money, but you'll be amazed what a what an incredible resources humans can be to you. Wow, that's quite interesting, uh, Timmy, because what, what, what I really deduce from uh, the explanation so far is that having someone that shares similar passion as yours goes a very very long way because uh the the the, the, the general conception the general conception about nigerians like you send money home it just disappear you send money to this one you run it away with the money you ain't gonna see results for the money and stuff like that of course this is a valid point that happened but it's very very crucial very important too like you rightly said that uh, not all of us are bad not all of us are are, 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 are don't have a, uh, the right mindset not all of us are negative and stuff like that of course once you have similar someone that have similar passion as yours definitely things will be going on on, on a nice scale and uh, once you share similar passion you get to move on a faster pace thank you so much for that timmy so moving forward to the next question most of your works are uh, basically uh, impacting the lives of people and local communities like people at grassroots level like uh, local communities that are far to reach yes so uh, I'm pretty sure that there are some uh, areas in the city like in the urban areas that don't have access to clean water as well despite the fact that they are living in urban urban settlement to say in code so uh, why 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 do you spring target much more on alleviating water poverty in uh, rural communities local communities and uh, why not uh, the urban settlements of our community? Why the rural communities alone? Well, um, there's several reasons for targeting um, um, rural communities. At the moment, well, until very recently, worldwide, majority of the population of the world 
since um, industrialization started, lived in rural communities, even though the urban dwellers seem to have a, a disproportionately louder voice because they sort of concentrated and very well organized. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until, I think, last year that for the first time in human history, more people live in the city than in rural area. And it's you know, just by the tiny 1%. But in Nigeria, as at you know, 2019, the majority of our population still live in, I think it's about 50-something percent, and live in the rural community and um, 48, 49 lives in the city. Um, so, 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 so looking at that, but the city people, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that there's no need to, to help the poor people in um, um, urban community. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that the rural people tend to be forgotten and um, they are not so, in commas, sexy um, like the city people, um, which politicians and other people can uh, post with and use to, um, you know, for propaganda. So that is one reason. Another reason is that the, the, if you can give the the, the, the the rural people a bit of a, a, a helping hand, um, it goes an awful long way. Their needs are also usually um, more more profound, shall we say, than the urban people. For example, um, we, we work with a community where um, the women and the children, most, well, because water is always fetched by women and children um, and in, our, in our society in Africa, they have to walk almost two miles, you know, just to get a, a bucket of water. Um, we've also worked... Well, just to address um, the, the balance, we have actually also worked with um, uh, an urban community, well, more than one. But the urban community we worked with um, to, 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 to access water, they have to walk as well, but not as far, uh, not for two miles. Um, so that shows you. And this having to walk two miles or longer um, in some communities to access water is more prevalent in the rural area than the urban area. And so that is why um, most of the time we focus our attention on helping the um, the rural poor. That's quite interesting. Uh, oh, you are, you are going to say something? No, I was just saying um, I hope that answer, <laughs> answers your question. Definitely, definitely, definitely. At least you, you still find a way to balance the two. That's both right. The rural and the urban settlement. That's quite interesting, Timmy. So, uh, moving forward, uh, we know water sanitation and hygiene is one of the core problems in Africa. Let's say in Nigeria, yeah. uh, many of these communities don't have access to clean water. Many don't have access to uh, good hygiene, like toilets. That's right. Many don't have access to good bedrooms and stuff like that, which is definitely something that, that is booming at an alarming rate. So, um, to ask this. What is the rate at which people at the grassroots access wash? And uh, what can you say is the cause of this? And how do you think this can be copped or reduced? Um, I think um, progress is being made, unfortunately, very, very slowly. Um, but um, with many Hope Spring water-like organizations, um, 
there, the, the more we are able to go out of our way to, to, to help such people, the, 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 the better. Um, in the long run, um, well, if we are going to have a, a much more faster um, um, optic of um, uh, wash related stuff in rural area, ultimately we need help um, from the government because they've got the infrastructure and the resources um, um, to, to you know to to, to to solve all this problem because yeah no matter how good wheeled Hope Spring Water is for example we've got very limited and very finite resources um, whereas our government you know exactly where we all are in, in, in Nigeria they know exactly where the most needs are so it would be fantastic if they can either directly by themselves just decide that, yeah, this community in this part of Nigeria, we've had they have problem, we're going to sort it out. Or if they're not able to do it, because that's what some that's something um, they do a lot in, in in the UK. When the government identify a need that they're not able to do, they then fund an agency. Um, for example, our highway agency in England comes to mind. Um, so they, they've just set up highway agency, your job, make sure all the highways in England are up to scratch. Here's the money. If you need more money, let us know. So Algama can also do that. Um, I'm sure we have our rural development and water resources or whatever it is in Nigeria. So if they can, and it also exists because um, we work with a university um, um, somewhere in the middle of Nigeria, and I was so impressed by the data they've got uh, about all the rural areas and their needs. If a data like that can find its way to the right hand in Nigeria and with the right will, put the resources there, um, I would, I would, that would actually put Hope Spring Water and the likes of us out of business. And believe me, I'll be so happy if that happens because there'll be no need for us, um, which is actually my dream. Um, and I wish somebody would, um, would do that. But while that um, is not done yet, I will urge um, other um, water organizations like Hope Spring, and they're, they're all doing awesome, awesome work. And the larger ones have also been helping a tiny one like us by sharing data and information that can ex ex help us to help more um, more people in the in the in the poorer community. Thank you so much, uh, Timmy. So uh, you you made so much reference regarding to, uh, to policymakers, uh, people in government. You know, we, we personally at the Media for Community Chain, we we had an encounter with one recently. I'm pretty sure you know the community is so good too. So it, the, the community is still on the process. But you know, uh, they, they went to the community, they made promises. But to our surprise, they are still yet to materialize, to actualize this, uh, these promises they made. The video, we did video for them and stuff like that, which is on our archive. But uh, you know, many of these policymakers, they find it difficult to like follow through their promises, which is something uh, we've experienced. I'm pretty sure you've experienced that as well. Like they find it so, so difficult to uh, uh, to fulfill their promises. Like, okay, we go to this community today, uh, people don't worry, we've got to know about you, this community, through social, social, social organization, and we are ready to do something 
to do something for you. They even went as far as ahead to to to, to conduct survey for that community. But yeah, they keep posting us like, okay, uh, uh, our equipment is this, our equipment is that. Now they ended up not picking our calls again. So <laughs> it's something that uh, that is uh, that is uh, disappointing. You know, it's disappointing because what uh, policymakers does before they enter goes into the office, it's what the what the kids still keep at while they are in the office, like the code dispute community before they, they were voted for. They made promises yes. that we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. But at the end of the day, they see nothing. Now they even they are in power already. They are in power now, so they went to that community to yes. make promises again. Yes. Yet we see nothing. So what, what what's your advice? For this policymaker, <laughs> well, like you suggested earlier on, I like to think I'm a lifelong student. I'm learning all the time. So, and I learn from the older people and the younger people. And one thing, I'm going to re- make another reference to this awesome uh, woman on your show, Odwayo Aliu. She gave an example. She said, "Oh." I was a product of such and such until I stepped outside. I went to learn elsewhere. That was when I was able to see that, oh, the way I've been doing it is, um, it, it, it is, is wrong. So our policymakers, um, they need to learn, if the will is there, to see that don't make a promise if you're not able to keep it. Um, only make a promise if you... If you can keep it, well, I've been advised, well, I don't even need to be advised to know this, but I don't want to, I don't don't want to make um, direct reference to anyone, but it's very, very common um, back home. And that is why um, Hope Spring and Water Aid and lots of fantastic water charity are still in business in Nigeria, which is not a good thing, unfortunately. But I don't know how we can make our policymaker um, to actually identify need, which um, Media for Community Change pointed out and highlighted, and promises were made. Um, we pulled back because we thought, oh, that's sorted. It will be done in no time. Um, but oh, I was in Nigeria around March um, this year. Uh, I think it was about election time. And um, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to be cynical, but suddenly there were new borehole in various communities, whether they needed it or not. Um, and after elections, um, the people that actually need a thing, nothing is done. Um, so maybe it's a coincidence. Let's say, let's think it's a, let, let's hope it's a coincidence. <laughs> so, so, so in the same vein, we 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 need to keep urging um, the policymakers uh, and reminding them um, the importance of actually looking after people, um, not because um, they want to get a- elected or whatever. If they have that kind of um, um, burning desire to make change um, in the lives of um, uh, their people. Um, we will need to remind them um, of, which also reminds me of this um, campaign, which um, your organisation is part of. Hope Spring Water is part of as well. Keep keep your promises. Keep your promises. Promise e- exactly. Um, that is going to run for quite a few um, 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 months, I think, even years, just to keep reminding the policymakers, because quite a few of them made 
pledges again before the elections that oh, once we're in office, all these community uh, facing wash challenges, um, we will look into it. And um, um, I hope, I hope they will indeed revisit it and help. Um, I'm, I'm quite hopeful, but all we can do is just remind them and hope that um, they can step out of um, the, um, the, <laughs> the, 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 the vicious circle that seem to be the Nigerian system of um, promises and not keeping them. Um, uh, and they can take me, uh, Ms. Ali's advice and um, look, <laughs> look, look for a way to change that. Definitely. We're hopeful. We're hopeful because this thing keeps happening over and over and over. And even they keep holding people that are ready to do this thing. They keep holding them backward. That is the story. And for uh, a Nigerian standard, a very old man like me, um, I remember growing up in the 70s in, 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 in Lagos and... Um, what you and I are talking about, I'm talking about the same thing. I think it's a shame. It's, it should be an, a national embarrassment um, because things like these uh, and power supply and other key infrastructure um, um, should, should there shouldn't be a, 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 a GOS or Temio during the um, <laughs> urging, <laughs> urging the policymakers to, to revisit it and ensure our people. Um, are given what, what what they need. But yeah, we just do our, our bit. Of course, definitely. We're open and we just do our bit and see uh, things works, works and falls in place. So moving back to Oakspray, because I know we've, we've little a little bit diverse, but I, I'm pretty sure that yes. at least the listener have something to learn and get some from that conversation. So you started this organization a few years ago. I'm not pretty sure about the year, but um, I'm sure the organization has run different programs. Uh, would you mind sharing some of the organization's program with the listener and what uh, uh, are your indices of success? Um, yes, we we um, I, I, you, you can sort of consider Hope Spring to be a sustainable development goal six charity. Um, although um, water is the core, um, and providing clean, safe drinking water is the core of what we do. But when you sort of unpack your as sustainable development goal six, um, you see simple things, well, it seems quite simple, like hand washing, like menstrual hygiene, um, and, um, open defecation, all within that ballpark. And um, especially our team in Abuja, they have been phenomenally successful with um, um, running image workshop, um, um, campaigning um, to ensure that children and adults learn to wash their hands properly and, and, and other factors. Our, our borehole and well project is, is slightly slower because we work in the rural area and sometimes even just gaining access to some community is very long-winded. It could take months sometimes. And um, um, we, we initially, we set a target of impacting the life the lives of six um, hundreds of people and I'm so 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 pleased that um, that is now in the thousands but with our 
our core focus, which is providing access to clean water, and the other um, items are, are listed, MH, open defecation, and so forth. And uh, as, uh, as we speak, um, um, about three of my colleagues, um, Temple Oraiki, uh, Emanuela, and um, OJ, they are working on some uh, very important um, campaign to do with um, open defecation. It is, it's a shame that in a, about 25% of, of us in Nigeria, we still sort of do that on a daily basis. And to go back to this, um, what we consider a success, at the moment, we've impacted the lives of hundreds of people. Uh, I would like us to be able to count in hundreds of thousands. Um, that would be fantastic. But um, like I used to tell my team, Rome was not built in a day. And so <laughs> gradually, um, we, 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 we are getting to where where we want to be. Definitely. That's quite interesting. So moving forward, uh, I know we've been speaking for over uh, 30 minutes, which has been quite interesting and engaging. So um, I haven't been able to manage the organization over the past few years in terms of funding, human capacity and uh, external factors like challenges here and there, uh, Nigeria mm -hmm. policy and stuff like that. How have you been able to manage the organization in terms of these three? Funding, human capacity, external factors such as challenges here and there, it is it. Well, with the, with the, starting with the funding part, um, we have been uh, very fortunate. Um, here in the UK is where we do all our fundraising. I've been, well, I've been hinting at my team in Nigeria that you need to raise some funds as well. But um, um, there's, there's, there's an awesome couple um, called Peter Dowsett and Christine Dowsett. Um, here, here in Herefordshire, uh, they are the backbone of our of our fundraising team. And there's another awesome lady called Jenny Tucker. Um, most of the fundraising we've been doing has been done by those three unbelievably energetic people, um, which, which my wife and I, um, and I and a few other people just helping them. Um, we hope, we hope. To be because we want to do more, and being a typical charity, we always want more money. <laughs> we yes, definitely. We're hoping to do events and other stuff to help us um, um, secure um, our funding um, for the future and to increase our capacity. Uh, with regards to um, uh, human resources, I have a background in IT, which I think has helped an awful lot. Um, it be like you are doing. Um, you're speaking to me from Abuja. I'm here using technology. We have been able, again, thanks to Evgeny again and others in our IT sector to to leverage that to find the right people when 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 we need them. Um, you'd be amazed when you put out a, a broadcast on on Twitter or um, other platforms. Well, you always get an awful lot of responses, and then need to whittle that down to um, uh, to, 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 uh, to to people who are actually who are actually serious. And 
within my team again there's this awesome strength in that we all have we all have different strengths um i have been working um, mainly in the well well i i did um, I have a master in sustainable development which help a lot um but the the nitty-gritty of some aspect of what we do I haven't got the faintest clue but I have somebody in my team who is able to sort of strengthen that weakness likewise with the team in in Nigeria um, and the team in um Côte d'Ivoire and sometimes we we we, we use cross border um um uh, or, or should I call it cross pollination um good practices that they've developed in 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 the Nigerian team um usually find its way to uh, the Côte d'Ivoire or vice versa or from here to there so that has been helping us in terms of our and uh, our human resources and the third question I must admit I've forgotten it um if you can remember if you can <laughs> external factors like oh, challenges here oh, and there external factors that is the interestingly the only external factor that I can think of is actually um something we encountered in Nigeria we were working in a community and um the the secret service the Nigerian secret service whatever they called they used to be called NSO in 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 the 80s when I when I lived in Nigeria anyway they went on the ground um i can only call it harassment to harass our our guys saying uh, who are you what are you doing in a nutshell we 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 found out that the governor of that state um felt threatened by what we doing um um and he thought one of his competition um sent you people <laughs> exactly but um so when they send um my details to them our website said just look over there we have absolutely no <laughs> no ambition or intention <sighs> are concerned about these people that um your master should actually help um But um yeah yes we 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 attended we were summoned to their office we went and explained and um they saw that um we are a genuine NGO and um they went their way so that's the only fact um, external factor that I can think of and here in the UK um I wouldn't even call it external it's regulatory is the word we use here um which I actually welcome as a matter of fact I think we should have something similar in Nigeria Uh, every every year you have to give account of your NGO and, and stuff like that and um in the, when i first started hope spring everything i had to do absolutely everything um, but recently more and more good people are coming on board so that external factor or call it regulatory um i'm beginning to delegate for example a new Trusty has just come on board who happened to be an old friend of mine back um in Nigeria. He would be looking after that um that aspect of our operation in the UK so that will free my time to concentrate on the core thing that that um that that we're doing. So yeah, external factors are, um are under control and um 
doesn't have, it's not impeding our progress at all. Super glad to hear that. So, uh, Mr. Timmy, so uh, I know you have volunteers, um, your colleague, uh, to say, to work with you from different parts of the world. Uh, we have, like you mentioned, you have in Nigeria, you have in Ukraine, you have in uh, the UK there as well. So, uh, how, how do you manage this volunteer function? <laughs> um, this is well. I'm, I'm a lifelong student, and I learn wherever I can. And I did learn something from uh, uh, a philosophy called Taoism. And it's a Chinese philosophy. Uh, it's something called Wu Wei. You know, you know, in you know, action is inaction, um, or rather, inaction is action. Um, if you sort of sit at the top of the pyramid and you sort of dictate uh, downwards, I suppose it can work. But if you are at the base of the pyramid, you know, and, and you're working with all your team and you trust in um, key members of your team to look after things, your life your life will be much, much simpler and you will enjoy more success. Um, so that is how things have been working. I completely um, um, delegate and trust um, yeah, um, attempt to look after the, 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 the Nigerian operation. Um, another awesome person, uh, Mr. Frederick Adu, um, is looking after stuff in um, Côte d'Ivoire and so on and so forth. And within the team, anything technical, we have an awesome man in Ukraine. Actually, before this interview, um, one of our um, volunteers in, 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 in Abuja, actually, interesting, not far from you there, was having problems um, installing um, a software on her computer. And Evgeny from Ukraine logged in remotely into her computer, fixed the problem, and I was just informed that, oh, by the way, Timmy, um, Bolu was having such and such problem. I've done this and it's fixed. Um, well, so w within the team, yeah, people can just seamlessly, using technology, work together that way without... Um, without um, Inverter come up, big boss sitting at the top of the pyramid, barking orders at everybody else. So, um, um, so I have <laughs> I have learned a lot from that in that respect, and and it's working. Um, and the, the the final thing about this um, <laughs> this Taoism thing is that, um, well, a leader is a leader who had to show that he is in command is a failure. Uh, the successful leader is the one who is getting things done um, without people even realizing that um, yeah, he, he's doing things. That's quite amazing. I'm pretty sure that listener definitely learned a lot from uh, the interview section with you. Thank you so much, uh, Timmy. It's been an awesome time speaking with you for over 40 minutes. Like, man, this is quite amazing. And uh, before I let you go, uh, would you mind sharing some of the uh, 
contact details and how, how your organization can be supported with uh, where well, many listeners listening to this from different parts of the world how can they support your organization in terms of volunteer in terms of giving in terms of how, how do you think you can support your organization and feel free to share uh, the contact details with all right yes we would very very much love people, especially skills, it's not always about money, but of course money is welcomed, uh, who have skills and time that can help um, to, to move us forward. And it's very, very simple to find us in any good search engine. If you type in Hope Spring Water, and it will take you to one of our pages. And simply just click the contact um, us button. And if you end up in the Hope Spring UK page, um, there's a telephone number for um, for the UK. And if it's the Nigerian team, there's a telephone number, um, the Nigerian telephone number where you can get in, in, in touch with the Nigerian team. But um, I do encourage um, um, people who want to support us to use the, um, the contact page, because that way we're able to, it goes to a central uh, inbox and the person manning that inbox um, is able to then direct the inquiry to the right department. And yes, we will be absolutely thrilled um, to have support for from the from your listeners. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Timmy, for, for your time. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for sharing your insight. Thank you for sharing your expertise with the listener and personally with me because I've learned a whole lot, like a whole lot from you. So uh, before I let you go, what, what's your lasting words? I'm pretty sure that you've advised people at the diaspora, you've given them your advice uh, last few minutes, so I don't need to go back to that again. So what, what's your lasting words to everyone listening to this and people who share similar passion is that um, don't think your contribution is not important do not think so your contribution if it's a tiny little one hour a week that you want to volunteer for a, a cause you're passionate about it doesn't have to be um, hope spring can be any any ngo um, that you're passionate about your tiny little contribution when it added to another person tiny little contribution, it will amount to a lot and you can make a positive difference. Thank you so much, uh, Timmy, for your time. We do appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being a guest. I'm super excited and uh, we hope to do more stuffs together. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jimmo. All the best. Welcome to the sixth day of January 2020 and this is Bridging the Future Season 4 where we are focusing on making profits beyond business profiles. For those hearing about Bridging the Future for the first time, wondering what it is, I'll just help your curiosity. Bridging the Future is a corporate social responsibility which focuses on small and medium scale enterprises to reach out to at least 50,000 prospective clients, which will in turn increase their customer base every year. So starting from the 6th of January, which is today, through February, there will be a business profile rolled out per day till the 31st day, where we will have completed the profiles on our lineup. So when you come across these profiles being shared, kindly reshare, retweet, rebrand, pin, and also tell someone to tell someone who may need them 
kind of patronize those you need for your services and um you can just save them for future purpose you know and um this is just the bit you can do for us and indeed you'll be our bridge to the future thanks for cooperating with us and do have a pleasant year ahead Welcome back, folks, to the NGO Podcast Show. I'm super excited that you're enjoying every bit of the interview section. I'm gradually, gradually wrapping up this episode, and I'm pretty sure that you enjoyed well, my conversation with Mr. Timmy Odunri Day, uh, the, 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 the founder of uh, the Offspring Water Charity Foundation. And uh, to learn much more, uh, about the works and uh, support Hope Spring Water Charity Foundation. Please feel free to visit their website today www.opspring.org.uk. www.opspring.org.uk. You can f- email them as well, they definitely will reply to you via their email as well. As well. Hello at opspring.org.uk. Hello at oakspring.org.uk. Hand to wrap for this episode. I remain your dear host, Jimo Oluwatu Bishegun. You can simply call me JOS for inquiries, advert placement, sponsorship, or any partnership uh, offers you may have for this podcast show. Please feel free to reach out to me via my email address, Jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng. Jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng I would definitely be glad to read from you soon and I'm going again until I come back with another fresh episode remember you have a vital role to play in the human race government cannot do it all for you be ready to do yours make sure you're good talk to you soon stay marvelous bye bye